You are about to listen to Proclamation Station with your hosts, Reverend Lewis and Reverend April Jenkins. They present the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth about the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through Holy Spirit-led teaching and preaching. 1 Corinthians 9.16 proclaims, For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Open or turn your Bibles on and get ready to study to show thyself approved with Proclamation Station. Good morning, good morning, good morning, saints. I'm so glad to be with you this morning. You know, you may have noticed that people seem to be so confused about the value of life and what our purpose is based on, and especially when you look at the news. Today, we want to talk about what are you living for? And we're using Romans 12.1 as our main scripture, which reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Please join us, April, if you would pray us in. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Father, for all that you have done for us. Yes, Lord. Father, you have been good to your people all the throughout the ages and throughout the whole time that we have been living on this planet. Yes, Lord. Father, you have been mighty good to us. And Father God, we just praise your holy name. Father, now we ask you to be with us this morning and be with our class this morning as we study your word. Father, we want to study to show ourselves approved. Yes, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of proof so that we can bring glory. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, that died on the cross for our sins and yes, our sins will yes, be forgiven Lord. and we would have right to eternal life. So now, Father, we ask you to be with us. And Father God, guide us through this class and this study of your word. We love you. In Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Class, you know, we live in a world where it is uh, not desirable. It is not good, uh, popular, or even advisable, some would say, using worldly knowledge to do anything to the extreme or to be fully committed to anyone. Yes, that is so true, uh, Lewis. You know, if we consider, for example, uh, this is just an example of what mm -hmm. you're saying. We don't work too hard. We don't overwork. Mm -hmm. We have to take it easy. Because, you know, it's not just that we take it easy for our physical uh, well-being. But if we work too hard, our co-workers get angry hmm. because we make them look bad. And and I'm sure, um, Lewis, that you can speak about your personal experience as a young man when you were working for Metro. Amen. Amen. Actually, to be uh, historically correct, I was working for D.C. Transit. It was D.C. Transit at the time, and oh. I had a job. And the job that I had class was putting... Uh, advertisements on the buses. You know, when you come in the buses and look up near the ceiling, they would have advertisements from the front all the way back. And I would put those signs in. 
And they, they paid you, uh, expecting you to work basically 35 hours a week to put those signs in the buses. Uh-huh. Well, I had the uh, garage up at 14th near 14th in Colorado, and I found that if I got there about 1030 at night, Mm-hmm. And if I worked till maybe about two in the morning, that during that time, every bus in that garage came in uh-huh. and I was able to do all the signs within that time. You work so, hard. Yeah. So they when you when it came time to turn in your time, uh, I would turn in my time. It'd be about three or four hours because they basically say this is what we're going to pay you during the week. But the other folk who were of a different color than I was who put they had the jobs of putting signs in the other garages. They said, man, you can't put that time down. I said, but yeah, but that's that's all it took me. I got, you know, I got to tell the truth. And then one week I was I was sick and couldn't work, and I came back in, and the boss fired me. She said, those other guys said they had found my sign somewhere on the beach, oh and they goodness. were just, just you probably hadn't even gone near the, the beach. beach. They were just lying, and, and mm. the fact was because I was getting it done so fast, mm-hmm. they wanted me out of there. So you know, you you know, if you work too hard, your coworkers will get mad at you, and if they can get you booted. That's a word to the wise. <laughs> they, 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 will do, they will do what it can to get you booted. You know, and we don't, for instance, we don't eat to the extreme. You know, the doctors uh, say it's bad for you if you eat to the extreme. And, I, and I'm, I'm ashamed. I don't want to upset anyone. But I'm ashamed that we used to go to all-you-can-eat restaurants. Oh, yes. What that was we, the weekend pastime. What are we doing in an all-you-can-eat restaurant? We're not going to call the name. We ain't going to call the name. If, no. And if y'all are going, go ahead and go. But I don't go to any more all-you-can-eat restaurants because I, I, <laughs> I can't yeah, handle it anymore. I can't handle it. No. When it comes to love, for instance, for our spouse mm-hmm. uh, or men, for our, our female friends, we don't want to love to the extreme. Mm-hmm. As men, we don't want anyone saying that, we're, that we're crazy about someone well, well, or, or we're the, too pressed, you know. But we'll talk about this after the show. I, I'm crazy about you, sweetheart. Okay. I, I love right. you I was, to the extreme. I'm concerned. talking about other people. Oh, okay. Now, when somebody does try to love us completely and unconditionally, you know, folk get uncomfortable. That's you know, true. They, they, you know, what's wrong with they this person? They feel like you're pressed and yeah, you're they love smothering me. them. That's yeah, they love me too much and, and, yeah. and we leave them for someone who is more challenging, Lord help us. Well, that's kind of funny. Too much love. <laughs> well, so when we are called upon to love God completely. Yes. Like Matthew chapter twenty-two thirty-seven says, uh, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart. With what? With all your heart mm. and with all your soul. All your soul. All your soul. All your mind. Love him with all your mind. Completely. So, completely. And so we're trying to love God fully without condition with all of our heart, soul, and mind. We don't have any worldly example and model for that. Yes. But the love of Jesus for those who are saved is the only model we we have of complete Mm. and unconditional love. It's the only, really, it's the only model that there is. And, And that is so much complete and unconditional love for him to have died for folk yes. when we were, it says when we were still in our yes, sins. Sinners. I mean, and yeah. when we were doing all that, all that crazy, stupid mm-hmm. stuff, he died for us. Exactly. We were doing the exact opposite of what he told us to do. That That's, that's what kind of love, that's, that's perfect love that Jesus has for right. us. Right. So we, we just give, what that means then is that we just give lip service 
to our commitment to God. My goodness. And Revelation 3.16 says we are lukewarm. Mm. And then you, you go a little bit further back earlier in Revelation. Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 says we need to, it admonishes us that we need to return to our first love. Meaning, of course, if it says we need to return, that means we have turned away from our first love. And, you know, he said, get you lukewarm. You're not hot. You're not cold. You're right. lukewarm. And it spit you out my mouth. You right. Know, you're just, just so disgusting. And, and and you turn to our first love. Mm-hmm. We just need to have uh, that, that, that love for Jesus that we're supposed to have. Yes. You know, that we need to have. You know, and while we're going back to the male-female relationship for a minute mm-hmm. at, as an illustration Okay. Let me ask you men uh, in the audience, if you treated a woman the way you treat God, would she still be with you or would she have left you a long time ago? In, in other words, what woman wants to put up with a man who only pays attention to her on one day out the week? Mm-hmm. The way most of us only think of God on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And, and would any woman put up with a man who only calls her when he needs something, you know, when things are bad, when he needs money or when he is sick and he wants her to, to take care of him mm-hmm. uh, and, and, other, and other times he doesn't. And, that, and that's the way it is with many of us. You know, we only pray when we need something. So we're we always only, going to God with our hands with out. With our hands out. Like you know, the kids. And, and we candy. only go to church on Sunday and all mm-hmm. the rest of the week. We don't even think about it. We do whatever it. we want to do. Don't even think about it. Amen. 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 Well, if we were God, hmm. we would take away our free gift of salvation due to mistreatment. That's right. That's you right. And, and, and that goes for not just women, with you men giving us only, you know, lukewarm treatment you know i think about it but that so goes much. for you men too you, right. if you were ways. god you take that gift right back both ways you know you think if you see if you see a woman treating a man like this or a man mm-hmm. treating a woman like that only talk right. to them one day a week and when they need something you know their their friends would say you need you need to cut well you know what they would say you need to cut that joker loose they would but you know what they would say they would say he, I bet you remember that song has a chick on the side. They would say, I mean, it "Must be something." Must be something else. And most of us, when we treat God that way, unfortunately, we do have someone on the side. Right, and we do, and yeah, we're gonna right. get to that in this broadcast, Amen. in this class. We're gonna get to it. Hmm. Um, so, um, but God won't take away His free gift of salvation you, because Lord. of mistreatment, because all of us have mistreated him. Mm -hmm. And because of his complete love for us, he won't take it back. However, we do miss out now. Don't think that, um, you know, you just get away scot-free, but you forfeit. You miss out on God's blessing when we have a weak commitment and a weak relationship with him. Amen. You know, we're blessed just by communing with him, just by praying with him, just by reading his word, by meditating being on our presence. God by doing what pleases him. We're, we're, we, we feel better when we do that. And he blesses us when we do that. There's nothing like it. You nothing know, like it. Yeah. In our, in our scripture, Romans 12, 1, God is asking you and me who are saved to present our bodies to him as living 
sacrifices. That's what that word says, that we should present our bodies to him as living sacrifices. Well, Lewis in class, there is a term, and the term is oxymoron, which means a contradictory combination of two or more words that have opposite meanings and used together to describe something. So I'm going to give you a few of them, and they're going to be familiar to you, and you'll see that one says exactly the opposite of the first one, mm -hmm. but they have a meaning. Okay, let's start with almost perfect. <laughs> you're either perfect or you're not. That's right. If it's almost, you're not you're perfect. You're not perfect. Hmm. Pretty ugly. I don't know if we should even talk about that. Don't leave that How are you going to be pretty ugly? Well, okay. okay. Anyway. <laughs> Hell's angels. Mm -hmm. They're not angels at all. No, they're not. Well, they're fallen angels, but hell's angels. Hmm. Deafening silence. Hmm. Open secret. <laughs> Open secret. Go ahead. <laughs> How can somebody be found missing? Okay. All right. The larger half. Yeah, like so half you is and half, I, isn't it? Yeah, but if you and I are sharing a piece of uh, pie or cake, you can't give me the larger half. Or fish or crab cake. That's right. Give me the larger half. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> Old news. Mm. And so you get the picture. But the term in our scripture today, living sacrifice, is another oxymoron. Yeah, you know, historically, uh, a sacrifice was an animal that was killed and dedicated, and, and for this purpose, we'll say to a god. You know, some cultures, they even sacrificed humans. Mm -hmm. or they could be members of their own tribe or in their own families, their own right. children sometimes, or prisoners that they, that they captured. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what other cultures would do in sacrifices to, to their gods, their wooden gods, their silver, their gold idols. gods, their idols. Yeah. Uh, but the Jewish people sacrificed animals to God as payments for their for their sins when they sinned they would bring a sheep they would bring a dove mm -hmm. they you know uh a as a, yes as a sacrifice man. for their sins I, I remember reading in the old testament it talked about the valley of um henna and or gehenna is what it is another um uh, way they would pronounce that and that was where they had um uh, sacrifices of their children mm. and there was this so sound it was you know called tophet and and that tophet I, I learned this dr booker taught me this taught the class that that was the sound of the drums mm. you know that they were they were beating um over there um when the children were being sacrificed we'll talk about that in another class but anyway god required that the animal that was sacrificed or offered rather for sacrifice um, had to be perfect and without blemish hmm. and, and holy and acceptable. So God's punishment for death is for sin is death. So the problem, however, was that the Jewish people, they took God for granted. My goodness. Now, that sounds familiar. Yeah. They sinned whenever they felt like it, and they got to the place where they would bring any old kind of animal for sacrifice, not worrying about its condition, not worrying about whether it was acceptable, considered holy by God. 
They just will bring something up there. My goodness. Uh-huh. And God told his people that he was sick and tired of them and their cheapened sacrifices. He, he, he uh, told them that through his prophet Amos at Amos 5, 21 through 23. This says, I hate, I despise your religious festivals. Your assemblies are a stench to me. This is God talking to Jewish people. Yes, ma'am. He said, mm -hmm. even though you bring me burnt uh, offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps. And then Jeremiah, also Jeremiah 620. And, and that says, what do I care about incense from Sheba or sweet calamus from a distant land? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable. Your sacrifices do not please me. You know, they, they were doing these things mm -hmm. instead of living right. Yep. Instead of living right, they would do these things. And God wants us to live right. God feels that way about us today. Yes. That they stink. When we come into his house on Sunday, seeking mm -hmm. his uh, forgiveness and professing our love for him. And then we sin just as much as we want during the rest of the of the week. We mm -hmm. do whatever we think that we're old and bad enough to do. And then we dress up on Sunday. Mm. And then with no intent of stopping any of those things that we're doing that we know do not please God. And that sin rises up to a stink in his nose. It stinks. That's right. But you know, even though we come up there stinking like that, out of God's love for us, out of his mercy and grace, instead of destroying mankind, God sent his only son, his only begotten son, to die on the cross as the ultimate yes. sacrifice. And John 3.16, which we, which we all know we can say it together now, class. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. You know, before Amen. you were saved, sin is natural and extremely desirable to you. But thank God, after you are saved, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of each believer gradually takes the taste of sin away. And we just thank God for amen, that. Amen. You know, you appreciate Jesus' death on the cross for us through the power and love of the Holy Spirit Amen. that indwells each believer. That's right. So Paul, the writer of Romans, asks us, he urges us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to God in light of God's mercies toward us. Paul says that it is our reasonable service. In other words, it is the least that we can do. You can't serve two masters you can't be both hot and cold. Everybody chooses to present their body as a living sacrifice, either to the Lord or to Satan. Amen. But for those who Amen. 
present their bodies to the devil. The wages of sin is death. But to those who present their bodies to the Lord, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And you know, Lewis, this what you just said brings up a question, a, a natural question. Who hmm. would choose death instead of life? My mind. Something's wrong if you do that. It is terrible to hear about so much crime and sin in the news and hear people giving their body as a dead sacrifice my, my, my. to the devil. But generally, a sacrifice is a dead thing. Hmm. Now, generally it is. How? But how? The question is, how can a dead sacrifice be alive? We are to sacrifice ourselves by giving ourselves to God completely. Amen. Whole, our whole mind, body, and spirit. We are to give ourselves up and sacrifice what we want for what God wants in our lives, thus becoming a living sacrifice who has been granted eternal life. Thank God. And, and we must proclaim as Jesus did at Luke twenty two forty two, not my will, Amen. but thy will be done. Amen. When an animal was sacrificed, the giving of that animal was complete. You know, they have a story about the hen and the pig and they wanted to contribute to a homeless family and uh -huh. the hen said, well, look, I'll give some eggs <laughs> and, and, and what are you going to give? And the pig said, talking well, when hen, you give eggs, that's pig. just a contribution. But the pig said, when I make a contribution, that that's that's a, a sacrifice. Well, we have to make a sacrifice. Giving up his bacon and sausage, that's a sacrifice. Complete sacrifice to God whom we love. He, he's done so much for us and we do have to love him. Amen. There is a difference between deciding to seek salvation by claiming Jesus as your Savior and fully committing yourself to him. Think of a marriage a class. 50% of all marriages end in divorce, including Christian marriages. That means a lot of people decide to get married, but half of them do not make the full and complete commitment to one another that makes marriages work. You know, and since birth, we have had enough practice at being the living dead. All right. And that's another oxymoron, living dead. Hmm. Uh, that is how we are when we are in the world without Christ in our life. Alive, but dead. Dead to the beauty of salvation. Dead to the joy that you have when you have Christ in your life. Dead. No feelings at all for anyone or anything but self. Well, you know what, Lewis? You can't know how bad it is to be the living dead until after you are saved. Amen. And you have grown close to God. Amen. Amen. And that is why God wants us to completely and unconditionally commit ourselves to him and live for him. Amen. And we just need to thank God for that. God is good. We love him and and we should commit ourselves uh, to Jesus. He is God's only begotten son, sacrifice for our salvation. Jesus was the first living sacrifice. All the other animals sacrificed were dead sacrifices. Amen. And by the mercies of God, our scripture says, who knows you better than you know yourself? Hmm. God knows you better. And Amen. in order to begin to understand 
why you should fully commit yourself to God, we should stop and consider just who God is and what God means to us. Amen. Amen. And 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 please, class, commit yourself to God. Amen. Present your bodies to him as a living sacrifice. Amen. Amen. And, Lewis, can you um, give us the invitation? Yeah, there, and the may be, there may be someone here who, based upon what you have heard, you are willing to say that, that you believe in Jesus. You believe that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross, yet he rose again. And because he rose again, we can have eternal life. If you can make that statement, then you are saved. Lord, we thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for our class. Thank you for all that you do for us. And it's in the sweet and most precious name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. amen. You have been listening to Proclamation Station with your hosts, Reverend Lewis and Reverend April Jenkins. You are invited to email them at proclaimstation at gmail.com and tell them how much you enjoy this program. Be sure to tell your family and friends and tune in next week at the same time.